Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As it is a new year 2021, which is the year of Boba Fett, by the way, the year of the Bad Batch. I'm excited. Guys, today's going to be a big episode. We've been hitting you guys with big episodes. We don't even have a dock, but we have a ton of transmissions. There is a ton of stuff to talk about. And as and I have been over over here theorizing, and we're, we were literally like, why have we not hit record yet? So we got to hit record. Let's just go ahead and say Happy New Year. But... As and I are already on a hot topic issue. And so the question we're kind of talking about right now is looking at the timeline, right? Because, again, we all just saw Luke Skywalker wreck some dark troopers. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about, okay, five years after episode six. And so we were talking about, like, you know, the, the classic who would win in a fight kind of a thing. Yeah. And so we were talking – we were kind of talking about – is is Ahsoka right now? Is, could Ahsoka right now? Because you can think about the ideas that Ahsoka was trained during the time of the Jedi, right? And we just saw her, and she looks like she's still in her prime. Okay, could Ahsoka right now take? Could she fight? You know, could she, how how good would she be in a fight against Luke right now? And I think there's no way. I think Luke's just too powerful in the Mandalorian. Right now. Right now, in the Mandalorian, Mandalorian, there's no way. There's just no way. Because Luke, keep in mind, five years ago, you know, it's it's hard to say because he fought Vader. So we know Ahsoka can't beat Vader because we saw that in the Clone Wars. I think if Ezra didn't save her, she would have he she would have died. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I think Ahsoka would would have died. Um, <clears throat> but is Vader holding back because he's trying to get Luke to turn to the dark side, right? Uh, you know, you have to, you have to think about that. So yes, then we kind of got into, then we kind of got into the topic of. Ahsoka, I, I, I kind of brought up the idea of could Ahsoka in, at, at the time of episode four beat Luke at the time of episode four? And I kind of said, I don't know. I don't think so. And my reasoning for it is in episode, in episode seven, we see Rey in almost a very similar situation. Um, in which the Force is kind of awakening in her, and she goes toe-to-toe with Kylo Ren. Now, keep in mind, it is an injured Kylo Ren, because he is shot, right, uh, from Chewie. Um, and so she's able to go, I mean, she's able to go toe-to-toe with him. Mm-hmm. And so I think, so then it's kind of, so then you have to kind of think, well, is Kylo Ren in Episode Seven more or less powerful than Ahsoka would be in episode four and is Luke more powerful in episode four than Ray would be 
in episode seven. So there's a lot of variables to kind of to kind of think about all of this. I I guess I guess where I'm kind of leaning is I think if Ray is able to go toe to toe even with an injured Kylo Ren in episode seven, I think Luke in episode four is more powerful than Ray in episode seven. And I think, hear me out on this, mm -hmm. and some people might criticize and they'll say, I don't know, but it's hard to say because Kylo Ren has far more formal training than, well, he, not than Ahsoka, but he has a lot of formal training under Luke. <sighs> Man, it's all tough. You know, now that well, I'm just going back and forth. But, I know. Now, but you, now, now you're just, but yeah. But ultimately, I still think <clears throat> Luke would just be so naturally gifted because and because Luke is also I mean he, just like Anakin and Leia he's far more adept in the force than a lot of other people I think I think I think Luke I think Luke would hold his own against Ahsoka in episode 4 But let me ask you a question then so let's say Luke and Leia <clears throat> are equipped like have the same midichlorian count both born of Vader let's say right before Luke ever meets Obi-Wan because Rey meets no one to really train her, right? Right. So the Force just awakens in her. And that's what you're kind of saying. Well, the Force could awaken in Luke. Are you saying then that Leia would also be um, as equally powerful and could beat yes. Ahsoka in a fight? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I you're, think you're so. You're basically I mean, saying the Force would awaken in them and that, and that okay, well, because of that strong Skywalker bloodline, right. they would. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, <clears throat> okay, well, well, well. I think this is comparable. Ray in episode eight has maybe a little more training than Luke in episode four. I mean, I mean, we don't see Luke in a, in a lightsaber fight until five. But I mean, by that time, I think Luke's way further along, right? Because he trains with he has a little bit of training with Obi Wan, who knows how much training he has in between four and five, and then he's obviously has more training than with Yoda. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so even if it's even if it's comparable, I mean Luke fights Vader in what I think ultimately would have been a losing effort uh, if Vader was just trying to kill him. Um, <clears throat> and but Ray goes toe to toe with, with those Praetorian guards there, uh, those guards in that cool fight scene in eight. Um, she's fighting alongside Kylo Ren, but she looks pretty skilled there. I mean, she looks like she could definitely yeah. hold, she could definitely hold her own. Now she has been using that staff for most of her life, where I don't think Luke has been using sort of sword weapons. So there's kind of let me give you a, that as well as a joke <clears throat> to help us because we could we could spend days on this. I'm sure. Um, at, and this will kind of take us out of this. I'm going to point something out here. Luke in Episode Five is fighting Vader, and Vader beats him pretty easily matter of fact vader beats him so easily that he says all too easy and he drops yeah. it <laughs> right now it ends up not being that easy he's like you'll find i'm full of surprises right which is true mm. i mean that's that that's, that's that back and forth so luke is he's, and that at that point luke has already been trained by yoda a little bit but vader still beats him pretty easily ahsoka is not easily beat by vader but has vader become even more powerful because he says in episode four when i left you i was but the learner the learner now i am the master so it's really hard when you go because you got to imagine vader also the power got stronger scaling. yeah vader also <clears throat> learned more uh as 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 we go through leaving him and ahsoka um in the sith temple and then moving forward he also gained and grew in power too it's right. 
So it's it, well. So well, this is one of those we okay. typically you know, know we crack one open. Okay, well, who just, do you, you know. and guys shoot us an email and let us know about some of these fights you'd love us to talk about? Okay, well, here's one just real quick. Episode seven, Kylo Ren versus Ahsoka. I guess technically it'd be Ahsoka during Rebels. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, where she would be in episode four, which is probably where she, I mean, it's probably the same place she is in Rebels, although who knows, because she does a time jump or something. But I think basically Rebels, Ahsoka, it's like a give mm -hmm. or take a year or two compared to, say, Kylo Ren, episode seven. Those two in a fight? Yeah. Uh, I think. I still think Ahsoka. <clears throat> you think Ahsoka? I think Ahsoka. I think people have underestimated. I, I actually think Ahsoka, she's no longer a Jedi. She's one of those more interesting. I think she's going to end up being huge. I mean, she's trained by. This story is a story about Anakin Skywalker, not Luke, not anybody. Mm -hmm. It's about Anakin. And so, Anakin, it was, as Ahsoka said, uh, he was the best. He was actually the best he was truly i mean and he was on a path to be better than mace windu yoda at his age i mean it's it's unreal and and he trained ahsoka so i always feel like she doesn't get enough credit sometimes and that she is way more powerful than we think and we see her do well against inquisitors uh, then we see her go against vader and that's sort of um you know what happened there? Did did she die? Right. Uh, did did Ezra pull her out in time? I mean, I don't know. You know, was there some yeah. desperate final stroke? <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, it's just crazy. No, it's good. It's all interesting. I mean, yeah. she she goes toe to toe with Darth Maul. Um, I just re I just rewatched that that arc, uh, that, that 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 final clone that final Clone Wars arc, um, and it's actually a, it's actually a pretty interesting fight if you go and you look at it and try to break it down, because um, Ahsoka does ultimately end up winning winning it. Um, but there's definitely moments where Darth Maul has her and he kind of s stops to kind of be like, I'll still offer you. Yeah. Um, so if he was just trying to kill her, would he, you know, would he be able to, I think so. Cause he, like when they're fighting on the beams, he definitely has her at a disadvantage and then he, um, like reaches out to, to offer her again. Um, and then she says no. And then he, you know, she kind of, she kind of catches him there. Yeah. So like, that's definitely like. <clears throat> that's like something you know so so it's 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 good i love i love the power scaling sort of questions especially because it's cool to talk about people in different in different settings because i think well y you know it's like you look at these guys in one two and three and anybody related to that where there's formal training i mean they're like doing all you know backflips and all this stuff and it's just crazy then you get to four five and six and obviously just the way they did it six caliber it's a little bit heavier but you think well darth vader's like the most powerful and then you have luke who goes toe to toe with him um and then now we get to see luke doing a little more stuff mm -hmm, in the mandalorian mm -hmm. so you're like well hold on a second you know just how powerful oh, is he and it's he's and, so and, powerful and it's and it's great. It, yeah, he's he so And see, that's the thing where I'll say, like, he grew from four to six. I mean, that's the thing. He scales up in such a large way. That's why I kind of say at four. Nah, he's not. He's not there yet. Um, if if all of that power, if just being that powerful meant no one like <clears throat> like someone like Ahsoka couldn't stop you, well, right. then I mean, it's like, well, it's he has to grow, just like Ray has to kind of grow in her power and her strength. So. Yeah, I don't know, you know, but, but right. It's well, I think I think know, the formal I think the formal training is is something to look at because otherwise, how would Elspeth stand any chance against Ahsoka? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, she's she not does. For, she's not force sensitive, but she's just that skilled of a that that that, that skilled that's that skilled of a fighter, right? Uh, what, even even by the time Luke's in episode six, yeah. Um, I mean, I know, I know it wasn't a thing at the time, but people have broken it down. They've always expanded upon it. But actually, Luke's fight with the Vader, he's going, he's he's actually going through like a series of different forms mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. It's like, does Luke scale faster than anybody else we see, right? Yeah, except for Ray. I mean, he and Ray scale pretty much. I mean, like like as they right. grow, yeah, for sure, for sure. We don't really know. I mean, there are books on Anakin's uh, progression right. with Obi Wan, the ten years after one right. and between two. But he's also that he's was... also he's he's fighting in a. War. I mean, well, he not in that ten years, but he's going on series of missions and training yeah. formally yeah. with Jedi, and, and that's like that. ten so, years versus like three right. to four, which is what we see with with Luke and and Ray. So. Yeah, it's really cool. Next time we do this, though, we're throwing in Kanan. Because let me tell you, I just got done watching Kanan after he is trained by the Bendu, after Maul has blinded him. And when he... <laughs> dude, let me tell you, any time... That moment, right after right after Maul blinds Kanan, mm-hmm. he knows that he is in a, in a desperate moment. It is life or death. And it was at that moment that I said, look at Kanan. The way the music comes in, the way his stance changes, the way everything else just went away, he had oneness with the Force. The Force was his ally, and it, you know, and a powerful ally it is. I That moment, man, is one of the best moments in Star Wars, like, ever. When he is blinded, very much injured, and he has to cast everything aside and, like, step up. You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> right, so good. And then he's trained by the Bendu later on, and he just, he just, he just keeps like he's, yeah, you know. yeah. Because one, mm. one of the, one of the things I've been researching a lot a lot lately is I've just been just looking at a lot of the fights that happen in Star Wars. I'm like, why does it go down the way you know the way it does? I mean, obviously we know it's because of the story. Like, why does why does Qui Gon lose to Darth Maul, right? And you know, because people I've just re- been reading theories and stuff like that, and so Qui Gon uses a form that is is. Qui-Gon's form is highly aggressive. Like, it's a very offensive style. Um, and so then he's put in a position in which he's got to meditate. He's got Obi-Wan coming. Is he trying to finish Maul off too quickly? So that mm-hmm. way he doesn't have to worry about Obi-Wan in this position to where Obi-Wan could die? Or is it just Maul is better or uses, you know, is, is yeah. trickier or, or I mean, Maul's fighting two Jedi at, at, at once, right? So... Um, just some of these fights and and trying and trying to break down why is it that they go the way you know the, the way they do. And I've been watching uh, a lot more Clone Wars, so I've been watching a lot more of these some of these fights that happen, uh, and it's just really cool and interesting uh, to see. Like man, the Palpatine um, Savage Opress Maul, mm-hmm. uh, Maul fight is actually a pretty cool fight. Yeah, yeah, no, it it really is. Let me one more thing. This is what this is why we had to hit yeah. record because. So the duel of fates, when Qui Gon is meditating, what would you give to just sort of know what was that his mindset? Did he want to just say, "I'm going to press this attack for the sake of my my apprentice," like I I have to like become the master, or or was it like was he caught up in visions and prophecy and things like that? Is it Darth Maul? I mean, you know what? What? Yeah, that whole thing is just. Oh, there's so much. There's so much in that. And that one fight that is just uh, wild. 
and I love it. Wow. I love it. Well, I'm looking here on I'm looking here what on Reddit it? and stuff like that. Kylo Ren versus Ahsoka. Kylo Ren is trained by Luke. That's true. He is, <laughs> he is trained by he is, and Ahsoka he, is trained, he, by, he is trained Anakin. by Anakin. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Is, isn't that crazy? You know, it's like well, then Ahsoka goes. You know, goes her direction, and but, Kylo Ren goes. Yeah, and and, and the cool thing is, is what I like about Kylo versus Rey is they're both trained by Luke, essentially. You know, and, and then Leia too. You know, and so it's like, okay, wow, this is this is uh, you know. So the, yeah, there's right. parts because of that, that that I the really only, like. In the yeah, sequels. the o- the only moment we really see Kylo Ren uh, go off is in the final the final fight in Rise of Skywalker when he he is just decimating those 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 Knights of Red. I mean, he is just decimating. And remember, them. that was Ben Solo. It's Ben Solo at who the time was doing too. that. Right. Let's go. Let's yeah go. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Super cool. Super good it stuff. Is. It's super mm. cool. It's 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 fun. It's fun as as we move forward, now, especially now that we've seen Ahsoka in live action, so we get some more, you know. But see, I think some people could make the argument. Well, hold on, Ahsoka Ahsoka loses a lightsaber to to Morgan Elspeth, and she's not even a Jedi. So I, I mean, what's the? I know. So you could make the argument there, and so it's it's just it's yeah. Just good. And and can I say too? We wanted to start again. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Um, yeah. It's it's we're 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 in it now. 2020 is behind us. It's it's 2021. Good things, as Matt said, and we kind of wanted to to start this podcast with that type of conversation. You know, like we love Ahsoka, uh, we love Luke, we love Ray, love Kylo Ren, we love all these characters. Han Solo, Dash Rendar, we love them all, man. I mean, there's there's so many. Uh, the Martez sisters. I'm telling you right now. I don't care who it is. Give me more Hondo. Like I'm, I'm down. Look, and I I'll, just love this. I, I love Star Wars so much, and I'm so just pumped about where where we're going with all of it. And look, l- let me let me just say this. All right, if the Mandalorian has taught us anything, and I did I did a full episode on this. On are we going to see Dash Rendar? Okay, if the Mandalorian has taught us anything, is it's that any character at any point is available to come back okay mm-hmm. whether you're one of the millions and millions of luke fans or one of the dozens and dozens of bit fortuna fans okay? yeah, that's right there right. are characters for you that is right they're out there you know i'm sure there was somebody out there that's like bit fortuna oh, oh my god <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure that person wasn't wasn't crying during the luke skywalker you know All like right. like scene that person was bawling when they saw bib you know right. what I mean? They're, just, yeah, they're just crying, you know. Day one Wenka, man. Day one Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wasn't emo- who wasn't emotional during the season finale of of se- you know season two of the Mandalorian? I mean, that was fantastic. And actually, to be you know quickly, oh okay. Now nah, hold on, I know what you're about to say. I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off because I know you're going to answer that question. But what I want to say here, I almost said oh, what I want, what I want, what I day one Wenka, day one Wenka. Um, what you've, you know, we started with that conversation because there's some drama, there's some stuff going on in Star Wars and people sometimes, you know, Matt as what are your guys' thoughts? What do you think? What, you know, I tell you what, I'm excited for Star Wars friends. That's the thing. I'm, I'm happy to be talking about it. It's fantastic. I'm happy with what all of these executive producers, writers, showrunners, and so on, actors, cast, crew are doing. It is fantastic fantastic my niece loves it 
Um, she's excited to see what's what's going to happen with Grogu. We're starting to learn how to say Grogu's name, and it's just awesome. And so that's where I am on it. But wow, you, yeah. what, all, are you look, what are your thoughts? All, look, look. All I'm going to say is, if you get emotional about Star Wars, it's okay. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, hundred a hundred percent okay to get emotional I've, about Star Wars. Don't let anybody, no matter who they are, tell you any different. Yeah, no, and it, 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 like in all seriousness, I mean, honestly, it's totally fine to be to like. That's the whole point. Is I is, cried, you know? It's great. Yes, yes. I, I also was. was I very, watched it again today, and I got teary eyed again. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was very happy. I would also tell folks too, be, be cautious about everything that that you see. That sometimes, like, I guess once somebody lets me know that something's happening, then I go, okay, now I see it. I didn't even know, man. I, I go on Twitter literally to post my quotes, my Star Wars quotes. I posted one about Shmi Skywalker. I posted one about Master Yoda. And then, you know, I learn about some of these things that, that are that are happening. I actually don't know all of the history and all the drama, you know, that goes on sometimes. And quite frankly, Matt, I don't think there's as much of it going on as as folks think. Um, I, I, I think that's just like people want to focus on the negative and I really don't like focusing on negativity. And so for, for me, I just, I love to focus on positive things that, that are coming out in star Wars, new directors, um, you know, new stories, uh, what, whatever it might be. I think they're doing a great job and I think star Wars is in really good hands. So I, I don't really have, you know, I think we all ought to be going like, thank goodness. Like, we ought to be really happy that we're getting all this Star Wars content that we're getting and that, that people are uh, at Lucasfilm are, are doing their very best to just tell stories that change change lives and, and you know, and, and help us be more positive and connected. One of the things, I'm going I'm to pull this up. All right, wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to pull it up now. All right. He's pulling so it up. L- 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 let me go. And if you guys want to, you can follow me on Twitter. Like I said, I post one to two things there. It's simply just... Uh, it's at Womprat underscore 2M. I just post my quotes and what have you. I thought about what Anakin Skywalker says in episode one. And it's what Matt always says. You know, uh, he, now he's referring. this is pod racing. Almost. Almost. <laughs> that was almost <laughs> it. Uh, he's referring to his mother and he says, Mom, you know, you always say that the biggest problem in the universe is that people don't help each other. Right. And And you always, Matt always brings that up as a really good and and honest like wholesome moment and literally I took that I was sitting uh I was I was laying in bed and I was thinking about that quote and I said what 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 is it that that Shmi Skywalker said what did she say to her son all of those years and I think she said something like this bring hope to those who have none help others as often as you can be brave listen to your heart and don't look back I just made that up. Shmi Skywalker did. I don't. That's not in any text anywhere. But to me, <laughs> that is what that is what Shmi, uh, you know, said to her son and what she taught him for all of those years. And it's like what you see, you know, like Ahsoka sees that in Anakin, and she sees that she sees that young boy um, who just is so passionate, wanting to help and wanting to try and do the right thing. And he came from such just terrible, like it's, it's a horrible life to have to live. He was a slave. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so I just on Tatooine controlled by the huts and so on. It's just it's unreal. So anyways, that's that's where I am on all of it. I, I say help one another, you know, try to just be as positive, positive as you can. We already had enough negativity in 2020. 
Uh, let's move into 2021 and help one another and uh, enjoy and celebrate Star Wars. Really what I want to do is make some predictions, get into some some theorizing about the content, you know, and, and make some, some tie-ins. One of the best things that we do, and this is sort of a, a chance, I guess, for us to reflect a little bit as well, because we're thinking back on, you know, a couple of years. Uh, well, Matt and I have been podcasting about Star Wars for much longer than that, but just to think back mm-hmm. about what we do and what we like doing, we like predicting, we like making theories, we like, like doing all of that, but what we do is we also like to make connections between the arcs, between the stories, find common themes, life lessons, and, and so on. It's really cool. And, when you can, and that's what they're doing in The Mandalorian, is they're, they're, lay, they're layering in all of this stuff, and it's just, it's so fun to find and in, in, you know, in, in experience. So that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at. That's good, man. It is, it is what we love doing. Yeah. We love reading your guys' transmissions. And I literally love when you guys send them because it's like, hey, I know. I'm lo- uh, you guys, you guys, and the thing I, 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 I love that you guys are so willing to like email us immediately. And I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, guys like Wes or Matthew Perry, I mean, all you guys, Larkin, all you guys, you just, you know, um, you guys just hit us up immediately. Like, hey, we got Andrew, you know, all you guys. Um, and people, people on YouTube, our YouTube's been, you guys have been really responding yeah. to stuff over there. So it's been really, really, really cool to just get everybody's thoughts and theories on stuff. Cause that's where we're all at. We're all thinking stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of it's going to be true and some of it's not. So, you know, and if anybody's mm-hmm. going to be less likely to be true, it's me. So I'm, I'm <laughs> not batting very well, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't agreeing with you, but I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I am. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's great. It's great. Uh, so what should we do here? We, we, we want to dive into these uh, yeah, transmissions? Let's dive, in. let's, let's dive into some of these transmissions, We'll and then we'll make predictions. And we're, we're just going with it, guys. We didn't we didn't make a doc today because there's just a lot of Star Wars we want to talk about. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, one thing I did want to say before we start. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, the, the, gosh, there are just... Oh, friends... Check your sources, okay? Check your daggone <laughs> sources out there Oh, every once in a while. And also, oh gosh, there are some interesting uh, content creators out there who are just spewing a bunch of daggone nonsense. I'll just say it, and I don't know whether it's uh, due to some... I don't know what, what the cause of it is. All I know is stay clear, steer clear. Come hang out with us in hyperspace where we literally just speculate. We're not breaking any daggone news. I have no idea who has been cast for the Acolyte. I have no idea who is, you know, but uh, I'm down to speculate. And I always say that it's speculation and we're just kind of, you know, tossing some names out there and stuff. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that real, real quick. All right. Hey, let, let's move on over here. We got a lot from these guys. So we're, you know, a lot of people have been messaging us back and forth. Um, let me get this one out of the way right here from Wes, uh, who, we, who we have, you know, Wes from the OC, who I think we have a handful from today. Uh, but he said, I just want to get this one in here. He says, um, hey, guys, all I got is one word. <laughs> this is the way the title was. What? Mind blown. You know, again. Yeah uh as 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 we get this uh as as we get this in here so um all right let's move on over to here uh from david right we uh, he's messaged us from uh, before david snug um snagarian 
from the NAS, NAV7. So, um, <clears throat> and some of these guys were sent to us bef- like right after um, the season finale. Uh, so we're, we're going back over some of these. Uh, he says, wow, what an amazing season. What an emotional end to two groundbreaking seasons. I've been a Star Wars fan since the age of three, and I'm happy to say that Star Wars does not disappoint. I got chills and teared up during the final episode. I really enjoyed how it concluded the last two seasons, but also set up what could be the Empire Strikes Back of the series. Something totally unexpected. Din Djarin versus Bo-Katan? Uh, could Din become the ruler of Mandalore, and will we see his face again? He says, at first, when we see the X-Wing entering the screen, I thought, is it Ahsoka? Is it Luke? Then we see the hood of Mysterious Figure, and I was on the edge of my seat wondering who it could be. Then the green saber, the black glove, came into view, and I was transported back into fourth grade. His scene destroying the uh, Dark Troopers fighting his way to Grogu is Luke's equivalent to Vader's last scene in Rogue One. My mind was blown. I could not have asked for a better finale. Can't wait to see what's in store uh, in Star Wars, especially with all the new series coming out in the next few years. Obi-Wan... It had to happen. You know, in Return of the Jedi, uh, Kenobi tells Luke he's mostly a machine. Uh, he's more, mostly machine than he is human. How did Kenobi know this? Did his force go spy on Vader while he was bathing and back to tanks? No. He uses his lightsaber during a fight and slices through the legs, exposing the cyborg parts. Uh, by the way, I love your theories around the series. Bail Organa, right? Leia, one last mission to possibly save the group of rebels. Can't wait. Uh, I want to thank you guys for the great work you do on your podcast. I love listening to your theories as well as fellow listeners. We are all here because of our deep appreciation of everything um, in this ever-expanding galaxy. So I do have a theory moving forward. In The Rise of Skywalker, during the flashback of Leia's last night of training, Leia shares her vision of her son turning evil with Luke. She tells Luke about the vision and gives up um, her call to be a Jedi. This seems like this took place before the events in The Mandalorian. Uh, what if this is the vision? What if this vision gives Luke an idea to create a contingency plan to train Grogu in secret away from his Jedi Academy, away from the eyes of Ben Solo? Thus, in the next trilogy, Force Ghost Luke tells Rey, "You must go to the Dago buses." <laughs> Just, you know, um, I don't oh, know. I don't, uh, I don't know. Just being hopeful here, right? We can't wow. allow Grogu to escape death, um, uh, to escape death and capture several times just to die at the hands of Kylo Ren. Um, uh, can't wait to hear other fans' theories as well as yours. Thanks again. May the Force be with you. Yeah, uh, 100%. First of all, uh, David, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate that. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully the Nav-7 Nav is doing well out there uh, in the galaxy. Uh, let us know where you're at, Outer Rim. You know, are you patrolling? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> but no, that's mm-hmm. what we're all here for, is to speculate, uh, come together, talk about these theories, reflect on the series. This is fantastic. You know, there is no way, there is no way that Grogu is dying. At, I'll just say it. There is no way he is dying at the hands of Kylo Ren. No way. I have been saying, and I'm so glad, this is way better, better articulated than what I've been trying to say. Um, But there is, using the phrase contingency plan is exactly what's up here, which which is like they can have visions and say, I want to try to avoid that. And so I'm going to, as, as Leia did, she had that years ago. So I'm going to, I, I see, I see that like, this is, 
I mean, because Yoda would have said, right, that can change, you know, like, don't rush off, don't whatever, you know, Yoda might even said, complete your training. But she said, no, this was given to me, I have a vision, I need to do this, set my saber down, it will be needed one day. And this is the way this is what she saw was given to her. And, and I think that's important is that when it comes to you, you have to decide what to do. So it would not surprise me at all. If Luke knew some of that about what his sister had experienced and then also said there needs to be another like plan or, or another setup here. Um, a lot of times in Legends, you did have groups where they tried to save the Force-sensitive children. They tried to put them somewhere where they would be safe. Ben Skywalker is put away during the Yuuzhan Vong War when they're all fighting. What are they going to do with the younglings? They send them away. They're near the mall. They're near a place actually where Abeloth ends up like kind of like touching them with her force abilities and so on or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe causing some some issues there. So like, yeah, they that's what that's what you do. You set up a, a place where these where they can grow and be trained. And also we have no there's a whole another group here that could emerge through Ezra Bridger uh, or Ahsoka, a whole another you know, group of force sensitives or or whatever i mean who knows bring back the more bendu you know someone who's in between or whatever um i i, I love it i just do not think i know people are like so worried grogu's gonna go there he's gonna end up dying For, grogu already survived order 66 he can he can survive some lightning strike by snoke or whoever else you know and by the way i don't know if people have read the kylo ren comic that wasn't kylo ren you know, Kylo Ren didn't actually destroy that uh, temple. And so, like, like, like Luke's temple, it was sort of like he then seeks out, if you read the comic, I mean, with the story they told there is that essentially it's Snoke and that he is then going to go kind of, you know, seek him out and it's all manipulation and whatever. And, you know, it, it makes it seem as if there's no way for him to return because it is destroyed and it's a strike against, you know, Skywalker. So, yeah, I don't know. I love this, David. I think it's great, man. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. You must go to the Dagobah system. <laughs> Seek Master Grogu. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, um, the only th I, I don't think that Grogu uh, it dies at Luke's temple because I don't think Grogu makes it through his training with Luke. Because I think that Grogu is the Mandalorian. And yeah. I think that he will be, I think he will become a Mandalorian. I actually tossed out something to you as, this was a theory that I kind of just had. Um and and just hear me out. This is and we speculate here, but we sure do. After what you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. After what I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, it just it was just the thought I had the other day, and I was kind of like, well, you know, that'd be interesting. Um, you know, Yoda's species, we don't really know a lot about them. Um, and so, what if you know? Obviously, it seems like there's not that many of them, but originally they were inhabitants of the planet Mandalore. But it was called something else back in the day or whatever, because we know that the Mandalorians are just this warrior tribe that, move, you know, that they take over things. Well, what's to say that they didn't take over that planet and, you know, murder most of Yoda's species? And so Yoda's species is, uh, you know, they leave, they go somewhere else. Right. I mean, we see that with Frog Lady. I got to go continue my entire species somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, realistically the Yoda species is actually from that planet. So they are like the real Mandalorian species. Um, 
especially given the idea like you know the, the mandalorians are foundlings and you know all these stuff and so that's just one thing i thought would be cool is like oh mm -hmm. originally they're actually from that planet they're the actual inhabitant of that planet um and it was it was taken over maybe they all actually come from concord dawn and they took over that planet because it's bigger and bigger and better um so that would be interesting and then there's also the idea that maybe just baby yoda grogu just doesn't become a jedi he becomes a mandalorian and it the, the mandalorian isn't just about din it is about grogu yeah no i like that i think I, I, I well i think it's cool that you would have um grogu seemingly go away with right. luke do something and then ultimately come back and Finish, decide, decide, decide. That's what he wants to do instead. Finish what he started, you know, with with mm -hmm. Din Djarin. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting, and I think it is. It's a different take, and you're trying to think about like yeah, the species thing is separate. That could be its own thing, but really, I, I yeah. mean, those are just two kind of two kind of theories. But I think they both be kind well. Of cool. One thing, and well, I'm going to pull up a transmission here that we got as well, and this will we could talk about Yoda's species for a little bit. I also want to bring up a another deep, uh, it's just a Legends Connections here. Uh, Saba Sebatine is a Barabell Jedi Master during the New Jedi Order, who, when other Barabell Force-sensitives show up at the temple and are having children, essentially to help their, to help keep them, they're, you know, populated and, and everything, she, like, protects them, does things that are, that are kind of against the... Uh, Maybe the code or, or keep secrets from the high council to help her people and to help them, uh, you know. So that that's just a, that's just another thing. Like that does happen, and there is some uh, situations in legends where where that happened. But let me bring up real quick. Uh, we had another transmission here. Someone was talking about Yoda species. So it's Sam Rush. Uh, says hello, guys. I enjoy listening to your podcast and watching on YouTube. I was first introduced to you guys. Um, by listening to your Game of Thrones podcast and was excited to hear you were starting Hyperspace Hangout. My um, Star Wars story is below. I am wondering, though, why when folks talk about Yoda's species, Vandar Takar from the Knights of the Old Republic is not included. Is it because he is part of Legends, where Yoda, Yaddle, and Grogu are part of canon? So let's first talk about that, and I'm going to dive back in here into his uh, story. But to, to answer uh, Sam's Sam's question, yeah, I, I don't, it's not someone who, I mean, is is mentioned a lot, and I think it's because of the time period. I think it's just because uh, Vandar is so old and and from so far long ago. I have actually seen him mentioned in even like Star Wars Explains videos when you talk about all of the known individuals who were from Yoda's world. And there's still no nothing answered necessarily, as far as I know, uh, about their origins or where they're from. They're still a very secretive, you know, group, and we don't really know a lot about their where they're from and all 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 of that. So, but yeah, no, I think we should mention them. I and mean, I, I actually we could, I mean, Matt and I always say if you want to bring up a character like this and you want us to talk more about them, it, it's it's good for us because we, we then will. can go down, yeah, and, and learn more, you know, about this character and re-experience, um, you know, him in 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 Legends material. Uh, and I would say that this does qualify as a Legends character. Yeah, it's in the Legends yeah. um, articles there. Member of Yoda's species. Uh, is, a, is a High Council member, though. And we see him in the video game uh, Knights of the Old Republic. So he's on Dantooine. He's a part of that group uh, there, the, the Jedi Enclave uh, Council 
at Dantooine. So, but a really cool connection and, and a really interesting Legends uh, connection. And since we're talking about, I mean, all of this is about Grogu. Why don't we hear more about him? I think now you you will on this podcast because I mm-hmm. uh, am intrigued. You know, so oh, Grogu is Grogu is easily becoming my favorite character. Period. Yeah, it's just yeah, he's sure. adorable, and you know, I could watch him eat an entire. I could watch him, you know, basically destroy an entire species just by eating all of their eggs because it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, all right, so Sam, let me finish up here. Uh, just some origin story. So my first memory slash exposure to Star Wars was when visiting a friend's house sometime in the early 80s. They had A New Hope on TV. I remember immediately being drawn into star into the Star Wars universe and being hooked. After watching the movie, we went to his room and played with the action figures. He had Luke's X-Wing. Uh, I had the Ewok Village, and my brother had Luke's Snowspeeder. I always wanted the Millennium Falcon. Now Grogu sits on my desk next to my computer. I have recently started reading the various books from both Legends and Canon. I like Thrawn and Tarkin. Phasma is a great story. Uh, too bad she does not show up more in the TV shows and movies. Thanks for the podcast, Sam Rush. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. I, that's that's. I mean, um, God, can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine the, uh, the, the, you know, as you're playing with action figures though, and all you have is you've got Bright Tree Village, you've got I'm the down. snow, you've I'd got be the, fine with that. Yeah, you've got the snow speeder though. You know what I mean? You got this, you're, you're mixing in all you these different like, things. You have totally stuff from all the different movies and stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. That's hilarious. That'd be, that'd be fun to kind of watch. And, yeah. All right. Hey, all right. Well, I got one here from uh, Duncan. Uh, he says, "Boys, as you know from my previously uh, from my previous transmissions, as a, a big original trilogy and Luke fan, I felt really badly burnt by Luke's portrayal in the sequels, uh, throwing away everything that made Luke as a character. Uh, we eagerly, uh, n- uh, nearly, we eagerly like waited nearly forty years to see, um, and he just found it hard to get past. Mm-hmm. But." Over the last few months, since it became apparent Mando would be hunting Jedi, I have been trying my best to try and convince myself that they would never go there with Luke uh, and and the Mandalorian, as I really didn't want to be left disappointed um, when they made some excuse to bring in somebody else. In my heart, I knew the only person that made sense in the timeline was Luke, but my head wouldn't let me pin my hopes on it. When it came to the rescue and I saw the X-Wing fly by, I am not ashamed to say that I shouted Luke and clutched my hands to my head. My wife looked at me like I was insane and my eyes started to fill with tears and I had a huge lump in my throat. For some people, this will seem silly, but this character means so much to me and countless others, and I honestly never thought I would get the chance to see my hero ever again, let alone played by Mark Hamill himself. Seeing Mark's name in the credits sent another wave of emotion my way. What a scene. I am so happy that they did this for us, and I absolutely loved the post credit scene. This felt like the sequel to The Return of the Jedi we always wanted, and I finally feel certain that Star Wars is in the right hands. I haven't said this anywhere nearly uh, as eloquently as I would like to, but I'm really, really happy. They saved Star Wars. I loved every episode of The Mandalorian so far, but it's done something even more special for me by now putting some respect and love back in Luke's name. For me, this is now clearly the best Star Wars since Return of the Jedi. Hope you guys are well. Merry Christmas. He doesn't say it. Happy New Year's because we're reading it after Christmas, but still. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, uh, Duncan, I got to say, I also was, um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I also w- was thinking, there's no way they're going to do that. They're not going to touch Luke. I was coming up with reasons why they wouldn't. I was coming up with ideas that they bring this person in, that person in. But I also knew that it did make a lot of sense and it would be the perfect person to bring in. I just was like, are they actually going to do it? I just didn't think they would even touch this character. I didn't think they'd come anywhere near it. And since they've done it, it's shown me that they're willing to tackle all of that. And I keep bringing up this time this, this, this time gap here, the 30 years. I mean, from this point, we have 25 years until we even get to, you know, um, The Force Awakens. 25 years. So in that amount of time, you can tell a whole story with Luke Skywalker. Luke has already gone on a five-year adventure. He's already uh, way leveled up in, in the ways of the Force and his powers. And from what we've seen, this is the, the, the Master Skywalker that I read about. This is the Master Skywalker that I assumed went on to train others. I mean, he's the, he, gosh, I mean, it's just, it's, it is so far. It, it is so hard. It's, it's hard to see. And I understand what Ryan Johnson was trying to do. And, and even what George Lucas had kind of hinted at in his plan of a Luke 30 years later, uh, and that he would be, you know, maybe not ignite a lightsaber to strike his nephew. I don't know that that was in the, in the works, but I mean, a Luke who had gone through so much and who, who had done so much service to the galaxy that he needed to retreat, um, or so that someone else, so the force could call upon someone else and drive that person forward. I like that about Ray. I like that that we need someone else to emerge because Skywalker has done so many great things. But what I wish we would have seen, and Matt has said this before, is I w- this is the Skywalker. Our reaction to Luke, I think, in the Last Jedi and in the sequels, would have been different if we knew this is where Luke was coming from. We saw this path kind of continue for a while. It's just so far away that it was hard to understand. And we, we wanted to see a master Skywalker. Um, and you know, yeah. How how does Luke in his old age, you know, do the things that he does there? So I I get where Duncan's coming from a hundred percent. And it was exciting to see this type of Skywalker show up on screen and do the things that he did. It's got to speculate like we did at the top of the show about who's more powerful again and uh, Luke's fighting abilities and his skills. And um, yeah, it was beautifully done. Yeah. It was beautifully done. Yeah. Well, let's not, let's not forget, by the way, that, I mean, now, look, if you want to throw some blame, I 100% will say this, that I don't know who, but somebody at Disney deserves some blame for the advertising and everything that said that Luke is going to be in the force awakens because they totally built it up and they said, Mark Hamill, he's in it. It's a thing. And then he's in it for literally five seconds. Right. I mean that in itself, I think set people up with the expectation they were going in expecting to see Luke. And then it's like, okay, it was a big freaking tease, got pulled one, you know, okay, you got us. And then it's even, so even more, I think that is kind of compounded into it. That was, I don't like, I, I never liked that that was, that, that that was, I love that trailer because you and I, as we were sitting in the theater, I remember, and we thought Luke is going to like show up show up at the end of episode seven, like in the snow, right? And there's even the perfect line for him to do it in which Kylo Ren says, 
that lightsaber belongs to me. And then it literally, we see like it get pulled, you know, in the force mm -hmm. that like, if that moment had instead had, had that moment had instead been, no, it belongs to me. And then we, it's Luke Skywalker and he's oh, standing it there. Been, yeah. It would have been insane. We would have lost yeah. our minds. And then you still could have gone down the route. Like maybe he saves Ray or whatever. And then you still go back to Octu. Right, right. And, you know, you just have to explain it because he went there because he felt a disturbance in the force of Han dying. And he's like, that's my friend. And he goes there to see, and, you know, and then he still goes back and he says, you know, you still could go down that route of like, this is why I turned myself off from the force. And he doesn't want to train Ray. And you still go down that route. If that had been the case, I think people would have been more accept more accepting to it. But I think people felt ripped off by literally putting his name on the poster and he's in it for one frame. I mean, that's, I mean, come on now. I mean, yeah, no, I get you. I, yeah, I know. And that, I, again, I, I, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, e even George Lucas, what like, I mean, part of it, his idea too, was that, yeah, Luke Skywalker had vanished. Where did he yeah. go? What happened? Why, why, why would he do that? And, you know, when you start to really think about like, yeah, it's because he's done all this for so long. He's getting old. He's done his part. We've never seen that, though. That's the thing is we never got to see this. And so, yeah, that's why even now seeing all of this, I don't even care about like like the sequels are to, to me. It just it sort of makes it all kind of like, all right, cool. I mean, like that happened. That's where he's going to get to. But now check all this out. You know, it's mm -hmm. everything that I thought in my mind, regardless of The Last Jedi or anything or anyone's thoughts or feelings or whatever. I still know when I left, uh, when I finished watching Return of the Jedi as a young boy, who, by the way, uh, was, you know, when I had a lot of surgeries, had a lot of, um, you know, I Luke Skywalker made me believe that I could do anything from a wheelchair. I mean, he made me believe that I could do anything it, it, with, with the Force. That is the character who I was, I, I, I loved and I just was so you know, behind. And I, I, I dreamed about him. I had all of these, I was out in my yard playing with sticks eventually, you know, uh, thinking and dreaming about Luke Skywalker and the things that he did before I read any of the legends books. Um, that's the Luke Skywalker that I thought of. And he came and this is, then I, now I got to see him on screen. And so that's amazing, but no one could ever take away what I thought Luke Skywalker was going to do after episode six. And for years, all of those people before we ever got uh, the Thrawn trilogy or whatever, all the people who send us transmissions, they had the same thoughts. I know they did. I know people were all dreaming about the adventures of Leia and Han and Luke and Chewie and, and Lando. I mean, we all were doing it for all of those years, and we didn't get to see that. We get to experience it in books. And then even what we experienced in books were so, you know, it was so different from what we got in the sequels. And I think we just didn't understand it was so far away. And it was in completely different hands. And, um, you know, again, it was an early, uh, you know, it was the first thing that, that, that Disney tried to do. And unfortunately, you know, now it's gotten better. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's okay. Better. That is allowed. People are allowed to evolve and get better um, at, at handling things. Matt and I often say we just wish that they would have um, got through some of that learning curve on other projects versus the Skywalker saga. And... It's unfortunate, but they also, you know, what are you going to do? People are going to be mad. You're not doing this. You're not touching the Skywalker saga. You're just adding in new films. There's really no good way to go about it. You know, I mean, people would have been upset that they didn't touch Luke's story either way. Right. So, yeah, who knows? Who, who, who knows? Well, someday we'll get all of the, 
you know, all, all, all of the details. It's and, locked in a vault in Lucasfilm. They're never going to tell anybody, man. What are you talking about? It, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's just so much of it. But, guys, we have The Mandalorian, and it's great. Um, all right, I'm going to pull up one here from Andrew. He sent us three emails, uh, and the, the titles of the email are What If, I, Then I Forgot One Thing, Then Sorry, LOL, One More Thing. <laughs> I love it. I love We get these all the time where somebody sends something like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Yeah. Um, here we go. So he says, hey, guys, just wanted to throw a crazy idea, even though I know it has some big holes, but just a what if. Uh, this one uh, is for the long haul. If they do try to do some changing to the sequels, what if we do see all of the stories or most of them from the Legends books? The Mara Jade angle, where she tries to kill Luke and then gets her uh, fixed by killing uh, one of his clones, and then all of the rest is history with the marriage and the two, and then Ben Skywalker. I know you guys keep saying there is a lifetime between the films and the timeline of the Mandalorian um, into the sequels. So why I have this crazy idea that maybe with the stories of Legends books maybe coming into play, why can't the Luke Skywalker from the sequels be a clone? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it if it's a clone set up by himself so he can be alone with Mara Jade and their son Ben, or if he was somehow captured and his uh, being held captive after Mara was killed and maybe Ben lost, who knows. Uh, Maybe Luke's involvement with Mara was just uh, kept hidden from the others and maybe that's why it's never mentioned. I know the idea of sequel Luke being a clone has a lot of holes in it, but if there's anyone uh, guy who could come and make the story work, it is Mr. Dave Filoni. I know it's a long shot and I know it would be years in the making, but it would do a um, do a few things if it would set up some more sense to the sequels as far as to why Luke was the way he was. Maybe when Luke fought Kylo Ren, it was the real Luke from uh, wherever he was. And then somehow over uh, takes a clone. The, the clone body goes to Oct two and then does what he does in the last Jedi. George Lucas says, go for it, go big. Uh, this would help Luke overcome what looked like a wimpy Luke. Uh, than the one we know from legends. What if Luke uh, knew uh, what was coming and did go into hiding and gave R2 to the coordinates to the clone instead of um, for the upcoming final order battle because he knows what is going to happen because of his premonitions. We all know that the Skywalkers have these type of premonitions. So, so, so much more to add. Um, and I just want to hear what you guys and everyone else thinks. I'm glad you guys are doing as much to do. It's great. Keep up all the great work. He says uh, maybe the force awakens and, is actually the real Luke Skywalker, and that's why we don't see the green lightsaber. We see a mm. blue one. Well, that's interesting. I tell you what, Andrew, I'll give you that. That is that is. I think uh, a lot. Of, I the think first I've would... heard someone mention that. That's for sure. Um, and, and actually, Matt, here's here's my. Uh, this is the. Uh, I wasn't gonna ever say this, but I'll say it now. Uh, Andrew has forced me to come out and say this. Um, when I had a thought in this last season. That if Luke did come back, it was when we had the conversation about what if a Sith showed up? What if it looks like it's a Jedi, but it's actually a Sith or it's a dark side user? And I had a thought dawn on me. I said, boy, what if they do, instead of Luke, they do Luke and they do Uh Luke's clone and we all buy in that that's Luke. But then as we turn, we see some, like he has a scar, like maybe we see half right. of his face. And then when, when, when he's with Grogu and then we, then as he turns, we something's see one, like, right. like something's not right on his face. And we're like, 
Why? You just gave him away to Luke. Oh, no. <laughs> like, they we're going to need, like, Luke Skywalker to go fight him or something, you know? I, I was like, oh, my God. I, I had that thought, and I was like, there's no way. That would they be are cloning stuff. Who knows? They are cloning stuff, and, and who knows? Um, his hands out there could be could be could, could be cloned. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know, but I, this is interesting. I don't really, to me, I and it, I Andrew, I give you this. I think it's super creative. I think it's super creative. Mm-hmm. I just when you think about Disney and what they want to do, they don't want to. As much as we may have issues with some of how the sequels went down, I, I l- l- let me point out the good. In, 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 the, in The Last Jedi. I always like to do this because I think people think that, you know, there's there's a lot of Last Jedi bashing and there's a lot of sequel bashing and things like that. Um, what Luke Skywalker does in the sequels that Ryan Johnson and everyone everyone who was involved with that story, uh, what they do is, and this is maybe my headcanon, uh, Luke retreats from the galaxy and it's the bravest thing he could, It's it's it took so much to say, you know what? I need to, how hard was that for him to say, I've got to step away. I have to um, be like, like the Jedi have done nothing but cause distress. The part that's a struggle is it's because of his failure. And that's, that's the part that's kind of tough to, to handle. But the part where he's trying to do something, one last act to bring forward someone else who is strong in the force, that the force will awaken in someone else. If he, the hero, shuts himself off from the force, that like he knows enough about the force that it will call upon someone else and it will awaken in someone else. And I thought, that's interesting. That's a really interesting take. And then he does have that powerful move at the end. Like it takes a master to force project like that and do something. And that's why I liked The Last Jedi. You know, when I came out of the theaters, I, I, I shake my head going, never saw that coming. Um, it was... I didn't like the part about him igniting the lightsaber. I don't think that's, you know, right. when he says Dimper Palpatine, I'll never join you. I'm a yeah. Jedi, like my father before me. That's Luke through and through. That's something that he always carries with him. But are they trying to tell us something that in, that in our old age, you know, we, we lose that kind of, um, that there, there's something in his spirit that over time he, he lost that? Like, what caused him to get there? And we never really see all of that. Exactly. But I do think it's tough to kind of say. I don't think from Disney's perspective they're going to go do anything to retcon that or change it or whatever. What I think they like actually change the character like that that's Luke. You know what I mean? Like that seems pretty extreme. The things I think they're going to do is, is to build context and try to add to his story and, and help us understand why he did what he did or or whatever or give us another perspective or even set us up with a whole just bunch of really good Skywalker moments and Amara Jade and premonitions and Ben Skywalker. I'm here for that. Let me tell you right now, if they bring me Ben Skywalker, I will say it's on. I don't even, I don't even know. I, I'll, I'll I mean, never gripe about any, you know, anything in star Wars again. <laughs> I mean, what's, Not this, that I mean, what's do, the, I mean, what's to say right now? Let's look, because we, it's possible. What's to say that immediately following episodes, I, I have two, two things here. Um, What's to say immediately following episode six, Luke doesn't meet a Mara Jade, whether she's a hand of the emperor or whatever, or any woman, you know, but I think obviously they would go down the Mara Jade angle. And so Luke at at the, at the time of Mandalorian, Luke could already have a young son who would be younger than Ben, right? Who'd be younger than, than, than Ben Solo. Cause Ben Solo is yeah. born right about now, 
in 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 the Mandalorian, right? I think he's yeah, I he's, think he's se- well, just... he's seven. Yeah, he's around seven years old. Um, so when is he born? He is born during like he right can't around be that seven. That t- uh, not seven. He is um, what we say? He's five. I, is he born immediately following Return of the Jedi? Pretty. Uh, it's like the Battle of Jakku. Like Leia is is pregnant. Okay. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, so let me go look real quick. I'll do like a quick. Okay, little... so 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 if he had a son immediate, almost you know, a year following, um, so he would be roughly the same age as Ben. All right. Well, I mean, what's to say? Let's just let's just throw down throw down an argument here. What's to say that you know you don't have a situation in which a Mara Jade or something, um, or or Luke's son four. goes he would be four years old. Ben would be four years old. Okay, so so he is okay. So. So same thing. So if he were to have a son that were the same age as Ben, let's say. But what's to say that that Luke's son, if he has one with Amara Jade, doesn't actually go dark side and say kill his wife and then Luke has to kill his own son, right? And so then he I and, see. so then so then now you have the situation with Ben where he sees him possibly going to the dark side and it's the same thing and where he's like I have to do this I because see. he could because he's so powerful, he could do something. So then, okay, so then suddenly it's like, oh, my God, that scene with Ben is that much more heartbreaking because Luke has already gone through this, not what we have right now, which is just Luke feels like he gets scared. People think that, right? Right, right, So, right. So, again, that's the whole building context. Like, you yeah. could – you have the setup to make it actually a really heartbreaking scene where Luke is about to strike down his nephew, but we we need to know why that that is. And again, that's I think what we what we've said before, which is this seems really out there, and we didn't have any context for it. But there could be a lot of great context for it if Luke had a similar situation with say a son of his own, and where you know it's like oh my god, that would be heartbreaking. That would be, t-. and I could totally see why a Luke Skywalker would be like, I'm done. Like I'm done. Well, I'm done. that that is why, dude. I'm telling you right now. You just <laughs> told me something that I've never, because I would never see Ben Skywalker doing. It. But what if? I mean, we have Ben Solo, who literally killed his father. You yeah. know, and he was trained by Luke, and he's lay. I mean, he's of the Skywalker bloodline, but he's corrupted by Snoke. He's corrupted by Palpatine. I mean, like if if that did happen to his son or or someone who he was close to, and he's already seen this before. And he kills Mara Jade. I mean, right. And, and Luke has it, to kill. Luke has to kill his teenage, just like he's about to kill Ben. I mean, well, maybe he doesn't though. Maybe that's the thing. Is like he he saw he could have stopped it. He felt like I could have stopped that. And he does. People are like raging right now. Like, how dare you guys even? But like, yeah, we're just it's just, it's just tossing. Like, I get what you're saying. Is the context of it? You know, they're gonna the 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 fact of the matter though is that they're gonna create context for it. There will be context created for that moment, and yeah. I. It's going to have to be something, and I think that could be something. Now, real quick, just before we move on to the next thing, the the possibility of, say, retconning this, I wouldn't say that it's not possible. Um, and the only reason I say that is because next month, I think, is when we're getting the first part of what was a big blockbuster movie, Justice League, uh, that they have spent millions of dollars creating a they're gonna nope we're telling it in a in a different way and it's gonna be way better um and if justice league does incredibly well which i actually think it's going to and makes hbo max like a big deal 
I wouldn't say that it's not the poss- it's not in the realm of possibilities. I I could totally in the event, you know, it does amazingly well or something like that. I think you could see a lot of companies sitting there saying, "Wow. A- AT&T over there, HBO, those guys just said, "You know what? We're going to take a movie that was mediocre, but people knew that there was different production elements on it and they and people literally paid money to see us redo it." I think we could do that. And so, I mean, it could, who knows? I mean, that could, this general, this, this next decade could, instead of just being reboots, could just be like fixer uppers, right? I mean, like, hold on. Yeah. You know, we can take this scene, we can cut it out, and let's just, I mean, that's what Star Wars has been doing for, for years. Oh, George Lucas said, you know what? I never liked that. Let's just cut that out and let's add this. And Vader never used to scream at no when he throws the emperor over that. When did that get in there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've watched the original version of Star Wars. The Max Rebo band, where'd that all that stuff where'd get added in? I mean, yeah. that, Han, did, uh, Han used to shoot first. I mean, come right. on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that would be crazy. And it does come down to those situations where you have a director's cut versus like a studio cut or whatever, where right. you have shot different things and they came in and said, no, reshoot it. I mean, like what we know rumor wise would be like Rogue One, where they came in and that seemed to be on the right side of things, which is like they said, no, I want you to let's let's redo this. Right. And um, you know, Gareth Edwards is like, all right, cool. And it ends up being really good. So the studio steps in. Uh, does something really awesome mm-hmm. and it ends up yeah. giving us something great. So yeah, it's you gotta be careful right. with that. I mean, because th- the other thing is, you come out and you do something and you go, "This is garbage." Right? Right. Like you yeah, know, I mean, knows. that's like you said, you gotta kind of gotta watch, and it could be, right. it could be tough. Yeah. So I think the yeah. safer route is to just add add the context, build story around it, um, and and so on. So, but I don't right. also see the sequels as as a complete. No, no, I, no, I, no, I, no. I I think so. Here's the thing. I mean, like, people may not like this. People, well, Luke's got, what's wrong? There's nothing in continuity-wise wrong with what they do with Luke. No. There's nothing that says that that is what the Luke we got. I mean, we wish it was a different version of Luke, but it's not like there's some major air where, like, they they mess something up and it doesn't make sense with everything else or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's... We're, that's just what they're saying Luke turned into. That's that's the Master Skywalker. That's who he is. So mm-hmm. it, there's nothing... Actually, part of the issue that we have is is sort of like, not even with Luke. Like When we talk about the sequels, we have to talk about like Ray and Finn and the unanswered questions and the actual plot line in the sequels. Not like Luke and that's what people seem to be really upset with, like the whole Luke thing, but they can do whatever they want with Luke. They made Luke, a, you know, um, what they wanted Luke to. And they had the legacy characters for a certain amount of time, Leia, Han and and uh, Luke. But the real issue is actually some of the the plot, <laughs> the story. Who is Ray? Right. Who is Ray? I mean, who right. is Ray when you don't know? who Ray is in, in the first movie, and you don't know who Ray is in the second one, and then during the third one, not even Daisy Ridley knows who Ray is. That is, that, then you're not writing for an end. You're, you're not writing a, an arc to get us to a, a finish point. It still works, and it ends up being a really uh, good story for kids, and it's a really good entry point, I think, too, for you know uh, kids who, who love this. But yeah, that's where sometimes we got to take our, our, our hat off, or our adult hat, and just say, is it enjoyable? Is it fun? You know, and if it is, um, that's awesome, and that and it pushes yeah. other characters, you know, forward. I mean, and also, stuff. 
But I'll say this, you know, one of the issues I had with The Last Jedi was I was like, well, hold on a second. Ray just becomes a Ray just becomes a Jedi in like two seconds with like literally one training lesson from from, you know, uh, from Luke. Like, I mean, and then it's like suddenly she goes and fights. And then because, <clears throat> you know, at least with Luke in episode four, it's like, well, he has a little bit of training with Ben. And then however much time in between, you know, he between four and five, he's training. Then he goes and trains with Yoda. And then he has his first fight with Vader. Um, but Ray, to me, just because of how short the time is between four and or seven and eight, I was like, hold on a second. Like, you know, and I think a lot of people felt that way. But then um, when the deleted scenes came out and, oh, there's actually more lessons that Luke has with her. It's like, oh, OK. Like, had that been in the movie, the theatrical mm-hmm. release, I was like, OK, now it's explained a little bit more. Right. And so sometimes mm-hmm. that happens, too, in which there are deleted scenes and there's stuff that doesn't make it in. Um, but then you get the story you get. I mean, I think a lot, a lot, for example, a lot of people had issues with Batman versus Superman, right? They said the theatrical version of Batman versus Superman, and then the director's cut, which is pretty much like the cut that you'll see on streaming, it's kind of transformed into the actual version, has an extra 30 minutes, and there's a lot more context in it, so it fits a lot better. So sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's hard to tell us the story you want to tell in even two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I know for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, and every every story has has those, you know, types of issues. You're talking about like pacing and stuff like that. I mean, even George Lucas looked at uh, the the Boonty Eve classic and said, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's great. It's great. See, and (laughs) and you think it's great. And some people like, you know, are like, wow, Um, I think it's great, too. uh, Honestly. But yeah. You know who's in there? Bit Fortuna. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh my gosh! Same actor played him. Yeah, which is great. I love that in the Mandalorian. Uh, in, in 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 the in the Mandalorian thing. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Got a couple more here. Um. This one uh, from somebody new here. This is from um first fans mission. Uh, from Notch J here. He says uh, transmission to the outcast. Notch J, who assisted the rebellion during the Battle of Andor many years ago, uh, in my youth, I joined the Imperial Academy with my friends to get off planet, but just couldn't handle their demands for blind obedience and the oppression I witnessed firsthand. Uh, this is during a training mission in the mid rim. I took my planet leave time and slipped away, never to return. I befriended a Bothan who let me jettison out with him uh, on his freighter in exchange for my time and effort getting information and supplies through Imperial lines. Prior to that, I grew up on Tatooine as a youth hung in the same circles uh, and friends of the future General Luke Skywalker. I was a few years older and closer with Briggs Darklighter, who sadly died in the Battle of Yavin over the first. Death. So, you know, shout out to, to, to Biggs. I just yeah. watched episode four. Um, Luke was a good uh, good kid and the excitement on his face was gleaming when he did get to spend time with us at Tosh Station or <laughs> blasting Womp Rats uh, as target practice. As I recall, his uncle was a pretty demanding of his time, needing help with water collection from evaporators on the South Ridge or making repairs to equipment and prepping for the next harvest on their moisture farm. He had a natural ability with a blaster and could turn his T-16 uh, on a credit. Uh, <laughs> never did I imagine he would become a 
legend uh, in his own right. It's great. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, back back on Earth, uh, I've been listening from the beginning to Hyperspace Hangout, especially in the build-up to The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, as Game of Thrones series was wrapping up on HBO, I found Bend the Knee, which has led me to um, uh, Hyperspace yep. Hangout. Um, it's obvious how much passion and effort you put into it. Thank you guys very much. My true origin story starts a long time ago. I was born 55 revolutions after the release of A New Hope. Uh, I didn't see the movie until years later. My younger brother and I uh, would watch it again and again on VHS tape in my grandfather's basement. We would sit on the second floor away from a 19-inch TV, very quietly and attentive. Luke, Obi-Wan, Han, Chewie, and Leia were our babysitters. We got to see Return of the Jedi on the theater as kids. Uh, that was awesome. We collected all of the Kenner toys. A few that really stick out um, are Han and Luke and the Hoth gear, the Millennium Falcon. My brother got one uh, for well, my brother got one Christmas. The Ewok Village with a capture net, Jabba's Palace throne, Tie Fighter, and speeder bikes um, uh, that both exploded into pieces uh, with the push of a button. We also collected enough proofs of purchase on the back boxes and mailed them in to get a special Emperor Palpatine figure. Um, they likely would not have much value today. Um, as we played with them until the paint on the toys were run away. As a young preteen, I read some of the EU novels in secret uh, as it wasn't considered a cool hobby in my circle of friends. Uh, sounds like you needed new friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, took, uh, I, I took anything I could over the years. Caravan of Courage, droids, even R2-D2, C-3PO, uh, anti-smoking commercials during Saturday morning cartoons. He doesn't give us a link, a link there. I never dreamed the new movies would be a, a reality, and my mind exploded in 1999 with The Phantom Menace. I thought the prequels were great. Less the cheesiness of anime and Padme rolling around together in a meadow in episode two. I'd often wondered what the Clone Wars were when they were referenced uh, right in the hut. You fought in the Clone Wars. Uh, for some reason, I always uh, pictured Luke's father in an orange flight suit flying an X-wing. Yeah, that's a man. It's a shame we never we never get to see that. I'm sure there's fan art of it somewhere. Uh, boy, was I off, uh, and thankfully so. It was pure joy. 15 years later, with the Force Awakens and sequels episodes, the Force Awakens really tapped into the magic of the originals for me, and still gives me goosebumps when Rey and Finn jump into the Falcon. I have young kids who are starting to explore the galaxy. I loved it as a child. They have tons of questions, and they think it's great that I have most of the answers. Star Wars Galaxy Adventures has been great, and although they are old enough uh, for the Millennium, uh, for the Mandalorian, they absolutely love Baby Yoda. I'm watching Clone Wars and then we'll get uh, them into Rebels and given the importance of characters. Because of that, I wasn't super familiar with Ahsoka ahead of the Mandalorian other than that she was Anakin's Padawan and she stepped into the show and shed some light onto who uh, we now know as Grogu. I couldn't help think that she would have probably known him um, from the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Seems like it would be hard not to notice a baby Yoda. Not having her full story yet does uh, that not having her full story yet does that timeline add up or might they have missed each other keep up with the great work may the force be with you no they uh they 100 percent would have been there at the same time 100 percent would have been there at the same time yeah 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 that, um yeah and too and also she's able just to kind of tell like grogu tells her his name you know what whether whether she knew him or not you know um, i don't think she i don't it doesn't seem like she did know him 
No, uh, it doesn't. It, do, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like she was learning from him as, as they were talking there. And again, that's just because she was out on missions, possibly doing different things, right. and he was still being trained See, he, he, by many masters. Yeah. Or he yeah. was out on missions and stuff too. You never know. I mean, like, uh, yeah. he, it's not like it's not like he necessarily stayed there the 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 entire time. So yeah, the, the definitely they could have crossed paths. I have heard as from our the the Star Wars uh, source on the internet um, that says a lot of things. Yeah, uh, y- you know, as 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 I'm talking to some of his stories. I don't know who has. I have at least heard from him as well as some other things that. There are potential plans to add in a uh, a grow a shot in in the temple that we may see. We may get like a frame in which Grogu is 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 there. And what and what you mean like coming up one in... of the movies? Maybe maybe episode two. We'll see. They're going to add Grogu in. Oh really? Yeah, I've okay. I've. I've seen, I've seen. I mean, I think it'd be cool. I mean, why yeah. the heck not? They're gonna keep. They're gonna keep editing those movies <laughs> until yeah, yeah, yeah. the cows come up, and they're just gonna be like, oh my god, they just add more and more and more stuff. Yeah. I will say, having I just rewatched them. Um, I started with Rogue One, by the way. God, it's amazing. Um, the score to that movie. I've now. I didn't really realize it until I watched it again. That the soundtrack to that movie is like amazing. The Rogue One theme, by the way, it starts out on the same two notes as like the the like the the Star Wars theme, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it goes into its own thing. It's great. Yeah. But rewatching four, five, and six, um, it's like really apparent what's been added <laughs> and what hasn't. Like right. what was there originally, and it's like wow, there's there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be cool. I mean, that that would be interesting. Um, and I, yeah, like having Gro- Grogu there somewhere would be cool for sure. Um, I don't know if it's necessary. It's not necessary. I mean, like they'd be like yeah, adding Ahsoka, right. you know, in there too somewhere. You know, yeah. have her slip in. Have you seen? Have you have you seen the memes that people have made? Like, there's one where Anakin goes in to the younglings, uh, and somebody like added in like you know like Grogu, like where he's just like peeking out around. Yeah, the chair. I've seen that. <laughs> it's yes, like, yes, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I've so even ridiculous. seen one where Grogu's eating one of those blue. Um, what are those things called? The blue cookie or whatever? As oh yeah, the macaroons. Yeah, yeah like, as he's wow. like eating a macaroon. Oh yeah, so good. So That's awesome. Good. Yeah, no, no, thank you. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear those stories about. Um, yeah, I mean, getting your kids into it as well, you know, and getting back into Clone Wars and Rebels first. Yeah, let them grow up on that, and then. And then get into the Mandalorian later. Although that's my struggle too. Sometimes with um, my niece Rachel, I'm kind of like, oh boy, we got to some of the the spiders were scary. I mean, I I she's only five, um, going on six, and so there's times where I'm like, this is a little too much, a little too much. The Mandalorian's a little a little too whatever. But we just kind of fast forward and look at the I, the. I know the I always watch it first and get to kind of watch the. Grogu scenes, and then we're, we go back to Rebels and Clone Wars, and it's great. Yeah, so. so, all right, as well, um, we do have a couple more, but I think I want to save them for for next time. Um, so, guys, in, in I guess in kind of closing, I do have a closing question for Ez. So, I guys, I just did on our YouTube channel um, a pretty cool Dash Rendar video because he's he's a be- very beloved character for me. And you know, there's 10 shows coming out across a lot of different timelines, and I kind of laid out I said, you know, Dash is somebody who we could see. He could show up in the Lando series. There's a lot of different places you could see him show up. We've already done speculation on Mara Jade as well as Kyle Katarn. Now, we did the Kyle Katarn speculation before we knew that there was 10 new shows across the board coming out. So as 
Um, is there anybody that hasn't been announced? You know, we know Thrawn's coming. Uh, we don't know where. I mean, it could be across any of these shows. Um, is there any character that um, we haven't talked about yet that you like is kind of a fan favorite for you that you would that you would maybe like to see could fit into any of them that you think maybe could work huh. too? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. Um, like one we've ta- we've kind of talked about, we haven't really brought up in a long time, and I think it would be really re- really cool. And I just put up his picture again; he'd be nine years old right now. Uh, would be Jason Sindula. You know, would like to have that character kind of show up again. Um, the green hair. You know, he's got the green hair. I mean, I think that would be that if that individual shows up and is someone who is with you know whether it's whether it's with. Um, just Hera and is, is, is you know, it doesn't have to be force sensitive. It could just be someone who is in that Rangers of the New Republic could be someone in the Ahsoka series. Um, I don't know why we wouldn't see someone like that. You know, I mean, that, that would be really cool. Uh, and even Harris and Dula like that, that all to me, I keep going back to rebels characters. I've been looking at a lot of the rebels characters saying, which of them are we going to see? You know, um, Zeb, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. I'm like, they, they have, there's so, as you said, right. there are so many shows. There's so many different things that we're going to be exploring. Why not bring some of those characters in? It just, it just doesn't make, make sense um, not to. I mean, if you have to introduce somebody new, you can do that, but you can also bring in somebody we've already seen. Um, right. Like you do with maybe Bo-Katan. The, so. Right. Maybe, maybe the droids show, which has been announced, takes place after the events of Rise of Skywalker, and our main cast is R2-D2, C-3PO, Chopper, BB-8, and Dio. And maybe it's it's their show, and they're all together going on adventures. That'd be a, quite the cast. That would be, yeah. That could you be. imagine R2-D2 hanging out with Chopper? C-3PO would I have, like, not. the worst day of his life. <laughs> I would love to see Chopper. I, I Chopper is something else, I'm telling you. That, that is one of my favorite, favorite droids. Um, yeah, that would be crazy. They they would, yeah, they would drive C-3PO insane, wouldn't they? <laughs> would <drive> insane. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm trying to think. If you want, like, a Legends character, um, as I think about this, I've always gone to, like, the Jedi that I know. So we've, we've mentioned Kyle katarn but corin horn is someone else who uh is a pretty cool character who becomes becomes a jedi eventually um but is older as an adult that's trained by luke see i kind of think you can have this whole wave of individuals that are being trained by luke that are not young children that go to academy that um are raised and, and, and become older that grow up with Ben or whatever. Like the way I see Ben solo and that second wave where Luke sets up an actual established Academy where he is there as the teacher, that to me is, is him teaching younger students and bringing together young force sensitives. This first wave, even though Grogu is, is a child, I kind of think just like he trained his sister, you know what I mean? Like that he, I mean, well, technically Grogu's older than Luke, right? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? So he so, Anakin. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I could see him coming across to Kyle Katarn and teaching him, seeing that he's force sensitive and teaching him, or even Ahsoka coming across some of these individuals and, and growing uh, this, this group of, of people. And maybe something major happens. A major conflict takes place. Uh, I, again, 25 years, I'm telling you right now, like what we see in the originals, just a, just a couple of years, you know, uh, three to four years or whatever it is, five at most, right? And then what we see in the sequels, 
again, what we see in the sequels happened in, in how many years? Three? Three years is when that's that that whole arc takes place in three years. Okay. Well, at least what they did in the prequels was they did a time, a 10 year time, you know, jump. And then they did another six to seven seasons or whatever in between two and three. So there's, there's a big chunk of time uh, right there. Um, but that still doesn't even equate to the amount of time that we have between now and the Mandalorian and the force awakens everything that happened in the prequels. I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's wild. That's, that's, it's a lot. So there's, there's tons of room to have all these characters come back, have arcs, have stories and build sort of this era of the new Republic. We, we know nothing. Well, basically the new Republic is formed. And then, then like when we're talking movies here, like we see the rebellion, we don't even actually see in film necessarily what the new Republic looks like. And then they're just destroyed in the first movie instantly. 30 years have gone by, they're destroyed, and the resistance is there. And it's actually even a little bit confusing. It's why you had to read Bloodlines and some of the books to get that, okay, Leia started a resistance again. Um, you know, so what was it like for those 30 years under the New Republic? Right. It's where these characters will we'll see some of these what's, characters. What, yeah. what's, to say, what's to say about three months from now, we're not saying, are the Bad Batch the Rangers of the New Republic? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who, who they might knows? be because because what what happens with them? Are they still alive? Do they die mm -hmm. in this series? We don't know. We don't. We don't. We don't know, guys. There's so much Star Wars coming, and it's all just great. That's all I can say is I just I I, I love where Star Wars is right now. There's so much to talk about, um, and we will keep doing so. So, guys, yes. be sure to send us your transmissions of anything. From a galaxy far, far away. Speculation on the new series, Acolyte, um, Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, droids, uh, visions, any of it. Shoot it our way, and we will talk about it here on Hyperspace Hangout. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks so much. And again, Happy New Year to everyone. Um, hopefully, again, 2020 is going to be uh, – 2021, excuse me, is going to be Whew. exciting. Yeah, wow. Um and I'm looking forward to it. And I really, really do want your guys' speculation on 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 all of those shows, as as Matt said. And this time gap. What are we going to do with this time gap? Let me know. We will read those on the show. We'll make full YouTube videos out of them as well. So uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust cross. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.